Welcome to Kashmir on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler. I see we're videoing today, so if you're going to watch it, I suppose you can watch it live in the streaming and, and in the archive at jrootradio.com. Uh, the program tonight, we're veering a little bit from some of, we had, some of the things that we have been discussing, although we may go back to it. Uh, we had had expected to have somebody on the show, wasn't able to make it. So it changes the way I'm going to present the information. But it's a very important show. It's one that I think you will never forget. And I think that it will be something that will be helpful to you in many, many, many ways. Tonight's program is about something to do with the labeling of different products. It seems, this, this is the story, this is, how it, this is what occurred. It seems that there's a certain woman who teaches in a yeshiva, and she bought candy to give out to, the, to the, her kids, and she gave it out to the kids. Later on, she realized that the package that she bought had in it kosher and non-kosher candies, and she had given the children both the kosher and the non-kosher candies. And obviously, she was thunderstruck by it. The woman who works in Brooklyn, teaching in yeshiva, and she really felt terrible about what occurred. And I'm going to explain to you now what occurred. We're going to discuss the situation from points of view, and then we're going to see how it affects us on a day-to-day basis. Here is exactly what occurred. She afterwards, when she realized that she had served non-kosher the kids, she contacted a certain rabbi. We're going to leave the name out because he's not here tonight. So uh, he, he was contacted, somebody who was familiar with kosher issues, and he said that uh, he'll, he'll take, take this on and try to do something to fix the situation. So that's what he did, and he ended up at my doorstep on Friday with the, the package that we're talking about, with the tray from the kosher, and he showed me what, what transpired, and he told me all the story in between where he contacted the kosher organization, which is the OU, and he launched his campaign, and I helped him along quite a bit in this, his last few days. Before very long, uh, I had a letter out, an email out to the OU. And 10 minutes later, Rabbi Menachem Ganak, who's the head of the OU, the OU Kashas organization, is the CEO, CEO. Rabbi Menachem Ganak responded within about 10 minutes that he agrees that there is an issue here and he's going to try to move forward and make some kind of a tikkun. So that was like almost instantaneous reaction, which I was very impressed about just about a matter of 10 minutes. That's the, the world we live in today with the Blackberries, and people can get uh, emails wherever they are. This was Friday afternoon, close to Shabbos, and we got the, an email back, or as I said, almost instantaneously. So that was uh, an interesting thing. We put it up on our website, and if you go to our website, which is kashrusmagazine.com, K-A-S-H-R-U-S magazine.com, you'll see the first item on there, which we just put up on uh, Friday, it, it, it discusses this product and the issue right away. 
But I wasn't satisfied with that, so I contacted two other people. One is Kashrut.com, who also puts things up on her website. That's, she doesn't have a print magazine, but she has a website with information about Kashrut so as it happens. And she put it up, put up with a picture. And then uh, there's a gentleman in Los Angeles um, who uh, puts out a, a publication. He calls himself Kosher Information Bureau. That's Rabbi Eilitz. And I informed him about it, and he started notifying people as well. So we got the ball rolling. Erev Shabbos Kodesh. I came in about 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and right away we moved on this issue. And it's a very important issue because it ties into what our responsibility is, what the Kashmir agency's responsibility is, and how, you know, how safe are we, how much do we have to do to protect ourselves? Are we doing enough? We're not doing enough. Are the Kashmir agencies doing enough? Is there, I mean, some people we took it to the point of saying that maybe there's a lift naive air. I don't know if it's a question of lift naive air, but there's definitely an issue here that has to be studied. So without further ado, let me tell you a little bit about the product and the information. And I see that since we do have a video today, so I'll hold up a picture or two of the, uh, of the product itself. I hadn't planned to do that, but since it's there, uh, we can do that right now. And here is the product. This is one side of the, the paper. Let me get the other side. Here's the front, and uh, here's the back. That's our product, and the name of the product is Snack Size Jolly Rancher Bites and Twizzler Bites, 9.1 ounces, 257 grams. It's a package with little bite-sized things for kids to taste, so it's a, it's a 9.1 package, and inside, each package is about 0.7 ounces of uh, some nash. There are three types, the soft chews, the filled gummies, and the mixed berry, three different types. So the problem one was the filled gummies. Now, uh, the, the, the problem with the whole business is that there are two sides to the, uh, to the packaging. The front, very often, the Hashkacha writes on the front. But we know for a fact that very often the Hashkacha writes on the back. It doesn't write on the front. It doesn't put their, oh, the OU or the OK or whatever it is on the front, but it puts it in the back. And sometimes it puts it in very small size on the back of the package. And it's our responsibility as a kosher consumer to look for that kosher sign to make sure that this particular package is kosher. So in this problem with this one is, if you'll see, I don't know if you can see it well from the video, but there are three kinds of packages inside. One, two, three. The top one is the Jolly Rancher Bites Soft Chews. And if you can see, I'm sure you can, but there's a tiny OU over here. It lists all the ingredients, all the product information, the, the uh, nutritional facts from A to Z, with a whole list of, uh, uh, you know, a whole list of different uh, ingredients that are there, and at the end, OU. Another pack, another product here: Twizzlers Bites Mixed Berry, 
very long list of ingredients in here, tremendous list of ingredients, running all the way, almost all the way down the package. And at the bottom, clearly an OU. So we have the OU here, and we have the OU over here. But there's a little list over here. It's a smaller size, but it's there. It's the Jolly Rancher Bites filled gummies. And, and one of the ingredients is gelatin. Right there, gelatin. There's no OU. But the question is, did the person see an OU here? Not only did they see a one OU, they saw two OUs. One here and one over here. So th they're pretty convinced that this is a kosher product. It didn't say it on the front, correct. But it did list an OU. And we're always looking for that little OU. And the size of it, by the way, is a pretty nice size. Um, I don't want to guess, but uh, since I'm in the game, I would say about a 14 point, which is very, very nice size to see. And definitely it sticks out because it's a symbol. The others are words. You, your eyes are led to find that little symbol over there, that tiny symbol. And it's, you can see it here, and you can see it here. Well, that's not all this package says. At the bottom of the package, and believe me, this is the first time that I ever saw this in my life. And if I did see it before, I never read it. And if I read it, I don't remember it. But I'm pretty sure that I never saw this before in my life. And I doubt if you people have ever seen it, even if you bought this package. Listen to these words. At the bottom of the page, under everything, Hershey Corporation, the OU is there, the Hershey Corporation, Da, 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 the, 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 all the information about the, the website. And the very bottom, it says, package contains both kosher and non-kosher items. That's disclosure. They're telling you that we're packaging for you kosher and non-kosher. Now, for the life of me, I can't figure out why a Jewish person who keeps kosher would want to buy this package. What are you going to do with the trade? Well, maybe there's a shiksa who comes on Tuesday to do your to do to clean the house. Very nice, but that's people don't buy the candy and say uh, two for me, one for her. That's not the way we go shopping. And nobody has in their classroom. I mean, these the yeshivas. They're not going to have in their classroom some goyim and some yidden together. So we don't have no need for the non-kosher. Why would we want to ever buy? something that's called kosher and non-kosher mixed in together. We would never buy it. Nobody listening to the show would ever buy this product. Not before, if they knew about it, and not ever again, because they know about it now, that the Jolly Rancher Bites filled gummies is trafe. And it's in the package of this mixed package of what they call uh, bite size or snack size Jolly Rancher Bites and Twizzler Bites. The 9.1 ounces. Nobody in his right mind would buy this package if you kept kosher. So then who is this information for that it says we have kosher and non-kosher in here? It's a disclaimer, which means that they don't, they don't want to be caught with any claims that they misrepresented something as kosher when it's not. So they didn't misrepresent anything as kosher when it's not. That's true. Nobody intentionally misled us. That's definitely true. But the big question is, 
why is a company allowed to put an OU or an OK or a Cuff K or a Star K or any K on the outside of a package that's both kosher and non-kosher? Yes, we have stores all over the place that are selling kosher and non-kosher products. But we don't put a sign in the store saying kosher and then have kosher and non-kosher products sold there. We don't have anything on that store. We don't say the store is kosher. We don't want any way for people to think the store is kosher because they're non-kosher items in the store. So, of course, the kosher items are listed as kosher. So, no problem if in a bag that I don't see the, the writing on the outside, I, I have a bag that's closed inside there's kosher and non-kosher items, and I happen to know that. That's fine. I can go buy it if I want to, or I could look for the kosher ones inside. I don't have any problem with that. But when you put the symbol on the outside of the bag, isn't that sort of saying that you should think this is a kosher product? Now, again, it doesn't mean that they're saying that the whole bag is kosher. They really don't say that. And for sure, the OU doesn't want you to think that. But the problem is, that's what people think. So here is a letter that was written by the rabbi who was supposed to be here tonight, couldn't make it. I'm going to read briefly a letter that he wrote to the OU. And this letter is very important. Whoops, lost a little bit of information here. This, This letter is very important because aside from everything else, it tells you a little bit about our our friend, and what he did. Uh, he was obviously flabbergasted by this whole situation, and he happens to be the menial of a yeshiva in Brooklyn, of a high school. And he decided to go ahead and do an experiment. He went ahead and he asked the people in his school, some Talmidim, some Rebbeim, he put on the table four items with different hashkachas. One from the Badats of the Eid HaRedis in Eretz Israel. One that's clearly, uh, let's say, an OU or a Kav K, I don't know what it was. And the other one had this one and a, and a fourth one. And everybody was supposed to examine the bags and tell us, tell the rabbi what they think. Are this, is, is this sufficiently kosher? And they picked up the bags and they examined them and turned them this way and turned them that way. And every one of the people who saw this bag said, this is a kosher product. Yes, I could eat it. It's a kosher product. One of the people that he called up in his yeshiva was the 12th grade Rebbe. As I me- I'm quoting now. As I mentioned to you, and I imagine you passed it on to your abundant. I made a public test this morning in my yeshiva, and my 12th grade Rebbe, along with the Talmud, publicly declared that 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 item, the one we're talking about, as kosher, pointing to the OU. He was mortified, as was my entire staff and Talmudim, when I pointed out to all the attendees the non-kosher item with the small disclaimer and uh, the point that the OU had made that it's not really, you know, being represented as kosher, and that the OU was just not on the third panel of ingredients. In other words, 
he, he did an experiment with about 10 different people. And everyone considered this bag to be a kosher bag. That means that if you wouldn't have heard this, and we would have taken you and let you have the opportunity to look, examine the bag, more than likely, you would have made the same mistake. I have to tell you that on Sunday morning, I give a shear, actually two shear. And I mentioned this thing because it came up on Friday. And one of the people who comes to my shear, also listens to the show, maybe he's going to hear this also. He said to me, everybody knows this. Mixed bags, this goes on all the time. Before the holiday season, which this was, before, unfortunately, before the Halloween season, the holiday season, they, they sell a lot of these kind of mixed bags. Gives people samplers, opportunities to taste the different types of uh, varieties without uh, buying six bags. This way they can try different types and get hooked on it and continue to buy it afterwards. So this is a very common thing. These bite-sized uh, snack bags and uh, at the at the mixed bags that we're talking about it seems as common with uh, potato chips, and we know the sampler sizes that, that they exist in the, some of the cereals, and some of the small cereals like the Quaker Oats used to do this all the time. Small samples inside of different flavors and varieties, so people end up being exposed to maybe an OUD and an OU, and maybe something has no ashkacha. And this is a, a common occurrence. And he felt, my, my friend who comes to the Shia, he felt it's our responsibility. Nothing to do with the OU, nothing to do with the company. you got to realize what's, what it's all about. It doesn't say an OU in a way that makes it look like it's definitely giving ashkacha. It's there attached to the nutrient, the nutrition panel. It's there in a subdued kind of way. And there is a disclaimer, although I have to admit it's small, and I never have seen it had I not looked for it. Had I not known it was there and looking for it, I would never have seen this little disclaimer in the bottom of the, the, of the packaging. So there you have it, a situation which is a challenge to all of us this is something that could happen to anybody listening to this show. And therefore, the question comes up. What should be done? What could be done? Is it the responsibility of the OU or the company to do anything? Uh, obviously, our friend who, who wrote this letter to me, he was very concerned, and he felt that the OU should change the policy and make it a responsibility of the company to never print the OU on the packaging on the outside in any form unless the entire package is under the OU. And we have this happening, by the way, on a regular basis. And I think you know where it occurs. A cereal. Very often, a cereal will have a free giveaway inside. And it's a big problem because the OU or some other hashgacha will be in the outside of the box of cereal, and inside is a little package that's trafe. It's a little snack size, sample size that they're giving away free in this box of Cheerios or cornflakes or whatever it is. And, you know, what's the story with that? Is, is the, and the answer is the Kashrus Agency puts out a, uh, an announcement. The Kashrus Agency tells the company to remove our symbol for that package if they can. And that's definitely what they try to do. They struggle with this. 
But in this particular case, they seem to feel that it wasn't necessary to change, wasn't necessary to announce, because the OU is linked to the nutrition panel, and because they put a little disclaimer on the bottom that the package contains kosher and non-kosher. And my question to the listening audience, and I want to hear from you tonight, please call in. I want to know what is your take on it. Is this something that has to be changed? Is it something that's our responsibility totally? Um, is there are some, some suggestions that we could make to the OU? And I want to invite everybody to uh, call and to give me their feedback on this particular topic and how it affects you and what you think about it. Are you surprised? And, uh, you know, what can we do? Is, and that's what I'm asking everybody to do now. So you can reach out to 718-683-5858 to comment about the Jolly Rancher and uh, Twizzlers uh, bite size 9.1-ounce uh, uh, mixed bag. That's what I want you to do. Call us now, 718-683-5858. Or you could text us at 347-927-8398. I don't have it open here, but we'll get it open in a moment. Uh, maybe you can do it for us. Listen. Okay. So uh, there are people calling in. Our number is 718-683-5858 to discuss this topic with you. And if you would like to comment to the OU, if you have a direct line there, fine. If not, you can send me an email, and I'll send it over to the OU. I don't want to deluge some people in the OU's office. They'll be upset about getting a lot of emails from people and maybe follow-up calls. I'm not really interested in creating a, a scene. I told the OU we're going to be having this discussion tonight, and I promised them that we're not going to do anything that uh, would you know, cause any uh, excitement. So I, I'd appreciate if you want to send an email to the OU on your position about this, just send it over to me, kashrus at AOL.com, K-A-S-H-R-U-S at AOL.com. Just say on the top, um, OU or Jolly Rancher or something like that, so I'll know that it's for this, let's say Jolly good enough, J-O-L-L-Y, Jolly, or that would be the simplest way, and we'll get it over to with the O-U. Okay, I see the board lit up. Go ahead. Hello, you're on the air. Can we help you? Hello? Yes, go ahead, please. Yes, okay, so first I'd like to, first of all, Yeshkaya Godol, thank uh, okay, you I have to wait one second, I can't, they're calling like crazy, I can hear, can't hear <laughs> Yeah, go ahead, uh, thank you. It's so necessary, that's number one. Uh, this issue... I feel that, that both are true. It's uh, definitely responsibility that uh, we as, as kosher consumers, educated people, we know that no kosher system, unfortunately, is foolproof. That's what, first of all, we know that. And people always have to, we always have to read ingredient panels. We always we get the kosher magazine. We always see that there are things that are mislabeled things that are either inadvertently designated dairy or par when it's not supposed to be or sometimes outright mislabeled things were not kosher and they were designated kosher and so on and so forth. So we always have to be vigilant. We can never we can never take for granted that a product is kosher just because it's been like that. Although that's human nature, but really we really need to be vigilant. It's really, really true. Secondly, Mitsad the Kosher's agency, I do believe 
that it is uh, the first and foremost responsibility of the cautious agency is to deal with human nature. If human nature on such a product is to make a mistake, which obviously you're making the point very clearly that people would mistake. I also mistake, I never also saw such a label, such a disclaimer on a product. If it's human nature to make a mistake, then 1,000% the virus, the cautious agency is responsible to avoid that problem. They can't just say that, you know, technically we gave a disclaimer because human nature is not like that. It's not, it's not the standard in the industry. That's not what's been, uh, we, I don't believe there's a precedent for that. And it's definitely 100% the cautious agency's responsibility to avoid that problem. That's what I feel. I think uh, it was... Notwithstanding that it's our responsibility definitely to be vigilant, but we're both responsible. That's what I... That's what I, 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 this, I appreciate this, this, that. In this particular case, I don't know how much you can hold responsible the consumers because it's not the standard. It's not something that we're used to. So here is definitely something that obviously wasn't done intentionally. It's not there to entrap people, Chassel. Uh, it would be an innocent mistake, so I don't know how liable, liable people would be, but the cautious agency is definitely, definitely responsibly, responsible to avoid a problem that will be subject to human nature. And this definitely uh, you know, definitely qualifies as such. I think that's very, very well pre- presented, and I just want to stress one little point, though. Since nobody knew about this thing at all before, it never was in the history of, we never heard of this, even though it's probably going on for years and years, but we never really related to this problem or zeroed in our brain. So at least, the least thing is that the cautious agency should put out some kind of an announcement now to make people aware, because this is not something that uh, people, uh, you know, like you said, it's not something that their mind is trained to do already, even though they feel that sense of responsibility Every time they shop, their mind is not geared to it. The average person's mind is just geared to looking for the OU. Because for years and years and years, they said, look for the OU on every package. They didn't say, and look for disclaimers that say there's kosher and non-kosher in here. Thank you very much for the call. Hey, I just like to hear that also there are, there are two you know, basically distinct groups, and of course there are people that fall in the middle, but there are two distinct groups of consumers. You have people that live in the metropolitan area, people that are, you know, very well-versed in cautious, people that, let's say, subscribe to cautious magazine, people listen to this radio show, and they constantly get updates. But then you have people all over the world, all across America, that are not really very educated. Their entire uh, exposure and knowledge of kosher is looking at the symbol. Right. So these people are definitely going to fall prey, and even though they're not as educated, but the cautious agencies have the equal amount of responsibility towards these people, even more so because all they're relying is on the kosher symbol. They're right. not getting updates. They're not getting notifications. They reply, They rely on the kosher symbol by the mere fact that's why it's printed on the package. So people who have no affiliation whatsoever, uh, they can say, oh, there's an OU, or there's this kosher symbol, that kosher symbol. So we even have a greater responsibility to the people that are relying strictly on the symbol right. and not getting any other information whatsoever. So it, make, it compounds the responsibility. Thank you very much. I've got a million callers. Thank you for calling in. Okay. Yes. You're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Yes. The same, the same reason people look for the value is not in the front bag. Right after the ingredients. So way they look. There's three different groups of ingredients, so one of them obviously is not going to have the OU on it. 
So I hear what the OU, he was, you know, the OU has, the same way you're looking at the first ingredient and you find the OU, the last one doesn't. You should look at all three, the separate ingredients. Okay, I hear you very well. That's, but the trouble is that most people, especially when they're purchasing something in the store, work very quickly, especially if a young child is pulling at your skirt or your pants. And, uh, and, and, and uh, another, another issue that you should bring up is a company, Ferrera Pan, the cherry heads, lemon heads. I saw a person eating this Shabbos and Shul grape heads that did not have a hexa anymore. Right. So I called the company that said a lot, of, a lot of them, some have, some don't have. It's, it's a, a very, very big, big problem. Issue also from the hexa point of view that one box of cherry head does have and one box of cherry head doesn't have. So it becomes, nobody knows, nobody seems to look, they know for years it has a hexa. Right. The company removed the hexa and some, the company just, I guess, gave it up. Well, I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you what happened. And the, you, the point you're making is excellent. It's been mentioned occasionally in the magazine. It's mentioned every once in a while. But it's, you're right. It isn't a good deal. What happened was that their, the company has been on the Hashkocha for maybe 30 years. They had right. some different, a few different Hashkachas. But they had the last one for about 15, 20 years. It's a very long run. And then the company decided to make the product in different plants in some of the plants, a trife. And they don't, right. ha- they, or they don't want to have hashkocha on those plants. And so the, the hashkocha agency had to come up with a system which is very poor, which is that if you look at it, we'll put our symbol on, and if it's not on, it's not kosher. It's not kosher. But, yeah, but even but though it's the same exact product, looks exactly the same, it's just, right. and, and the size of the symbol is so very tiny to start with and most people can't even identify the symbol because the symbol is a UMK, and most people think it's what they call shield K. They can't see it properly, and then and they didn't see, they didn't see this tiny tiny thing on this small package. Yeah, it was small to begin with, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Very 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 big problem. Thank you for the call. We got a million calls. Thank you. Go ahead. You're on cautious on the air. Can we help you? Me? Yes, you're on the air. Thank you for calling. Hi. Um, thank you for taking my call. I'm just curious. Um, when I purchase items in my local store, like, uh, you know, the bar park, the regular stores, when I buy these items, I usually buy, besides it has no U, it has a second sticker, like another Hexer on it, whether it's these kites or I don't even know what the names are, Liebers. These, the Jolly Ranchers and the Twizzlers also have sometimes a secondary label Hashgacha on it. My question is, these um, Jolly Ranchers or Twizzlers that came out being traced, did any of them were found to have a second Hashgacha sticker on it? I'm, I'm certain that there won't be such a thing. There won't I'm, be. I'm certain that there won't be, because that's something that the company and the Hashgacha would have seen to before he got anywhere. That wouldn't have happened. You see, that's one of the milers of the so-called Hamish Ashkochus because they have a different set of eyes. Here, the Kashmir's agency is not controlling what's in these mixed bags. They're letting them do it because based on the fact that there's a disclaimer on the outside, this is a disclaimer. This is a disclaimer. They feel that nothing is wrong in the way it's being presented, they feel safe. But uh, a, a kashrus agency, let's say a Hamish or a Hashkacha from Borough Park, whatever, or, or one of these companies that are Hamish companies, they wouldn't get near this. They would be, see it right away, and they would never buy such a product. 
So you don't. Ha- I don't think you'll ever see such a, 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 a an issue occurring with a Hamish price. That may be one small reason why you, if you're buying Hamish, you're buying Hamish because they are looking into these things. But here, it's not really. It was never being presented as a. It's not being presented as a hashkocha of the OU. In fact, the opposite. The OU says we're not giving it hashkocha. It's just they're using packages of, that are kosher certified in this bag. But obviously the OU has no responsibility and doesn't put a big OU on the front or the back and, and indicating that they give a certification to it. There wasn't, a, uh, there w- there wasn't a, uh, an unauthorized use here. There was nothing like that at all. It's just a question of communication, and that's what we were dealing with tonight. Thank okay. you for the call. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, anyone who would like to call in, you can reach us at 683 683- so 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Now, I don't, there's no... We have, we no, have a million uh, questions here. On text? The text, yeah. Nothing shows up here. Let me check with you. You're going to have to uh, hit, hit something. I'm sorry, we didn't... Technical issue? We're trying to get the text up. Oh, my. Okay. Let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about what, what people texted in because that's easy to do. If people wouldn't allow their children to eat this junk food, they wouldn't have this problem. Well, that's a very nice idea, but unfortunately, we're living in a world of junk food. It's given out in the yeshivas, and that was the case here. The woman is teaching in the yeshiva and handing this stuff out. So it happens, and all the yeshivas came out that they're giving out junk food. And I want you to know, they're giving tons of it. Not a little bit. They're giving tons of junk food in the yeshiva. And, they, and they, aside from all the birthday parties, which, of course, they, uh, they, they, have, they give out something, the rabbis, the, the, the teachers, the menayel, is constantly giving out junk food to the kids. So, I mean, it's a nice idea, but I can't help you with that. Um, some, somebody wrote here, I think that since Klau Yisrael, I suppose, relies on the OU, it's their responsibility to make sure that their symbol is only on packages that are fully kosher. So he obviously feels, or she feels, that, that they should be taken care of at the OU, and we hope they will. It is our responsibility to make sure we check out what we eat. But that's why some people only eat certain shaven. Well, we mentioned that issue, too. Is the point of the OU to put their symbol on most products possible, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be, um, if it might make people eat non-kosher. Well, I mean, obviously, the, the OU did not want their hashkocha on this packaging because it's got kosher and non-kosher inside. The question is, will they legislate with all of their businesses that they can't let an OU be seen from the outside of the package? And how far will they go? Will that also a tie-in when there's opaque packaging, you know, where you can see through in the plastic cellophane, you can see inside, and you see little OUs on the pack on the food inside. Would that also be an issue? I think not, but that would be maybe a concern that we would have. Somebody's going to raise. So uh, basically, what is the responsibility that they have to say if you put an OU on the outside? We're going to say we're going to ask for a recall. Is that what's going to happen? I don't think it's going to be that way. So exactly how far the OU wants to go on this, I don't know. 
but I'm going to be uh, in contact with them on some regular basis over this, and I hope to be able to report soon that some change has been made. I see we have a million callers, but I'm going to have to ask everybody to hold off just one minute because I have to say a word about our sponsor, which is Glotmar, conveniently located at, uh, at 1205 Avenue M. Now, again, I want this to tell you, I'm having to do with Glotmar, that, th- that this was sold in a from store, what we're talking about. And uh, whether you shop at a Costco or ShopRite or whatever it is, or a from store, this kind of problem could occur. So you have to realize that that's the reality uh, of, of our society today and what's being delivered and how fast it's put out in the shelves, how little supervision there is in the store on the cash on the of the products that come in. So when you think of Glotmark conveniently located at 1205 mm-hmm. Avenue M, think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few, few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmark. At Glotmart, you'll save time by using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glotmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with those special items you purchase in the store. And at Glotmart, some of the items that are on sale right now, I have to mention what's on sale right now because there are some interesting uh, items over here. Um, You could get Cortland apples today, tomorrow, 59 cents a pound. Zucchini, 49 cents a pound. These are unbelievable prices. I don't know what's going on in other companies, but this is very, very uh, special. Uh, fresh and healthy shredded cheese, two pounds, eight ninety nine. And starting on Wednesday, some of the sale items include square cut roast, eleven ninety nine a pound. Veal shoulder roast, fourteen ninety nine a pound. Veal scallopini, sixteen ninety nine a pound. So these are just some of the items that are on sale at Glotmart this coming week. Uh, and uh, Glatmart, the uh, quality of meats is A1. With, with kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatikashas of Flatbush, with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor, at Glatmart, you're getting quality kashras. Glatmart is at 1205 Avenue M, meaning your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove and Glatmart, tell them you heard about Glatmart on Kashras on the Air over J Root Radio. Just had the opportunity to speak to Dove the other day. He leaned over to me after davening and uh, asked me a question about uh, a kidneys for Pesach on some products that are, that are commonly used, whether it has a concern or not. So there's a man who's already working for Pesach for you. Okay, we're going to answer your questions on any topic. Go ahead, please. Oh, you're on the air. Go ahead. You're on Kasha's on the air. Can we help you? Yeah, I wanted to bring up also, regarding Taki, you said about Pesach. You know, the, the companies have the same label the home figure products and place figure products. And again, it's the consumer that has to check because you know, sometimes it says a small OUP or OU. It's the same, you know, it's not the store or the company it doesn't have to make a different label. They'll have Jello, the same box. Some say paste, some say it's not paste. And of course, we know that sometimes you have two different symbols one says kosher Pesach, and right. one says Rockley Amosa Shana. They'll have let's say, one hexha that's only for a whole year, and for Pesach, such one, they shouldn't have the one hexha that's for a whole year on the product because it's really misleading, but you know what I mean? It's, it's very hard because a lot of those products are not made specially for Pesach. So, right, they, right. so they have it all year, the same packaging, and the and one hashkacha has its own hakpadis about what they'll allow for Pesach and will not certify this for Pesach. So you're caught in a, these are binds. 
they're binds, but they're not something that's a make it or break it. This situation we talked about today is a make it or break it situation. The uh-huh. kind of things you're talking about are binds. They're sort of we're sort of caught a little bit twixt in between. We'd love, wish it would be different, but we can sort of understand it. And I, we wouldn't call it an error. We wouldn't call it something that we'd like to force the Kashmir's agencies to change. Be nice if they could affect it, but it's not so mm-hmm. simple. But the other thing we're talking about tonight is something that is dangerous for us. So thank you right, very much right. for the call. We got another bunch of callers. Go ahead. You're on Kashmir's on the air. This is Rabbi Wickler. From Cautious Magazine, yes, go ahead, please. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Yes. Uh, you had mentioned that this particular item was bought in a Hamish's store. So although, obviously, in a Hamish's store, the chances of a non-kosher item being there are far less than in a, uh, a kosher section of a supermarket. However, it is our responsibility to check items even in a strictly kosher store. Again, it's not so common, but it does happen that sometimes inadvertently something completely not kosher, can wind up in a strictly Hamish kosher store. Just to illustrate, uh, the story goes back perhaps maybe about around 10 years ago. I was in a, a well-known store, which is strictly kosher. The entire community goes there. And as I was shopping, I found uh, uh, a section of Ocean Spray Ruby Red Grapefruit Juice. Right. So in a habit of looking at it, I looked at it, and I don't see any ashkocha, which is not necessarily the uh, you know, determining factor. But then I looked at the ingredients, and cochineal, which is obviously an insect extract uh, for coloring, was listed in the ingredients. So right away, I went to the manager. I showed him. I said, "This is, you know, obviously it was a mistake. It's not a kosher product." And I, you know, I asked him to, you know, to remove it. And, uh, Did he? Did he remove it? Yeah, they, they appreciated. They appreciated pointing it out. Okay. Obviously, it was a mistake. It was, it was an innocent mistake, but it, you know, it uh, it happened in a strictly kosher store. Uh, so that's one thing that that it, people have to realize about Hamish's stores. It's it's very important to have them. It's it's a tower brook, that advantage. But even there, we still have to be aware and vigilant. And uh, when you had mentioned earlier about uh, being concerned about, you know, people deluding the, uh, you know, deluding, deluding the OU with different calls. Obviously, no, nobody likes to create undue, you know, stress and, uh, and inconvenience. However, in this particular case, a, a cautious agency, if they're servicing the public, so then it's obviously, first of all, the Sadiq and Gamur and the OU. There's no question that today they're going straight to Elam Haber, Without the OU, a cautious would not exist on the world, in the world market, the way it does today. The, the, the picture of the kosher market today is definitely because of the OU and other you know, great agencies as well. The all said can come no question about it. Uh, with that said, it's definitely their responsibility to hear from the public at large what the public wants, what the public demands. And I don't believe that there's an issue of having too many calls going to the OU because if they don't have people calling and they just have, let's say, you, Rabbi Victor, as a, as a middleman just relaying the response of the public, that might not be sufficient. If people do call and people do voice their concerns and they see that the public is demanding a change, then obviously they would, you know, they, they would, they would see that it is a real serious issue and they would comply. The only way they can know how much of a serious issue it is is people voice their opinions. 
to let it be known that way. That's, I, I, I respect doing. what you're saying, and I'm going to give out the uh, OU number, which is 212-563-4000. Again, 212-563-4000. And since you are mentioning it, I, I, don't like, I hope I'm not going to get in any trouble. Uh, I'm not, he's a good friend of mine. So I'm good, but I'm going to give you the contact uh, name. The name of the rabbi is Rabbi Kalman Shiner, and I'm going to try to see if I can find his um, his email address, which should be on the, on these things. Uh, it should be here. Let me see. Yes, Shiner S C H E I N E R at o u dot org o r g. Again, Shiner S C H E I N E R at ou.org, and his name is Rabbi Kalman Shiner. I know him since he was a little boy, uh, so definitely a, a friend of mine. And if you, can, if you want to communicate with him, he's the point man on this because he uh, is the Hashkacha for the, uh, he, he's the RC for the uh, Hershey Corporation. Uh, as far as your, 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 your statement that, uh, you know, that the OU is doing a wonderful job, that's definitely true, that if it wouldn't be for the OU, we would definitely be in tremendous trouble. And I, I mentioned on this show, the re, I think last week, that, uh, that it was the biggest bracha that ever happened to the OU was Rabbi Ganak, who has really lifted the, uh, the OU to a, to, a, to a completely different level than it was when he came in. So thank you for the call. Uh, and it looks like here that maybe people are, not, people don't, are not aware, they don't realize that I would say that every single other hashkacha relies on the OU also at some point in time, whether it's, it's for product ingredients, for specific ingredients that they have in their product that they're certifying, or for education. And all the cautious agencies, from the Hamish Ashkachas, have gotten education from the OU. They have gone to the OU to learn firsthand the ins and outs of the industry and all the complexities. Yeah, but I wouldn't want you to misrepresent But I wouldn't want you to misrepresent to make it look like the Kashmir, the Hamish organizations are not independent in their thinking no, and no, in their no, work. No, 100% they're independent, but they have relied on the OU okay. for the wisdom they have gotten, the know-how, a lot of it from the Definitely true. They have learned from the OU Definitely over true. the years. Of course, Definitely every Kashmir agency... We've got to get a few more callers in before the end of the show. Different standards, but without the OU, we wouldn't know what we know today. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling. Go ahead. You're on Kashmir on the air. Can we help you? Hi, um, I was wondering if if it's just that the OU certifies the Twizzlers or what other candy, and then they just leave it up to Hershey Corporation to package it how they like. Right, they it's, do. But but there's not that it, it's not an OU uh, package. Then the OU never is not claiming that they give us that that is packaging. That this is something, and it's not a mistaken mislabeled. It's to them. This is a uh, this this was this, this was the system until today where they allow the company to take anything, throw it in the bag, and put the symbol on the outside as part of the nutritional panel if they say kosher and non-kosher in the bag, the past package. We feel, feel that, that, that they should have, we feel that they should have said, you could put anything you want in there, and you could put, uh, you know, it could, they could all be kosher, whatever you want. But you can't put OU on the outside in any form Unless you are certifying, the, unless I'm certifying the whole product, because of exactly this reason, the average person can, not will, but can make a mistake, and enough times that it really is a mirchel. Not intentional, but it really is a mirchel. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, okay. 
Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, your Aunt Kasha is on the air. Can we help you? Yes, hello. Um, I want to know if I can ask another question regarding something different. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I heard a, um, a while ago you had on Rabbi Vayo, uh, um, the okay. Mashiach, about his Sefer. Okay. Okay. I recently bought it, and I heard the interview you had with him. He mentioned the only kosher strawberry is a peeled strawberry. And I've been religiously peeling them. And I bought his safer, but it says in there otherwise. And I'm wondering, was it not updated or is it... Which safer did you buy? The, which safer did you buy? The English one or, or the Hebrew yeah. one? The English one, I don't know what it says, but well, that is... Well, it does talk about washing them in soapy, sudsy water, but for cooking or blending. Okay, when so... When he was on your show, he... I, I can't. I can't. That. I can't. I. I. I there. You there can't was. That. No. No. But there. There were. Were changes. You know. It was this safer. The safer was put out in English in 2012. That's right. quite a while ago. Okay. So that. The, right. But on this show, we have constantly mm-hmm. come with some of the changes. The mm-hmm. other changes you could find every year. He puts out a two bishvat list. And most everything is in that two bishvat list. It doesn't cost anything. They always popularized, but just he the two. He puts one out. Yes. Oh, where could I get that? Well, you know, I I uh, I can look back and see if I have mine. If you want to send an, an email to us, akashvasadayewell.com, I'll try to do it. But the, the, there is. Okay, such but a, I should go according to what I heard from him recently, more than from what it says. Right, there. because things are always things changing. Things change. Okay. Always changing. And, uh, you know, you, ha- you have to know that we, we have, we're balancing information from Israel, information mm-hmm. from this country, right. changes in the system. It's, uh, you know, and, and things can change in a matter of months. So mm-hmm. it's not something we could say the book is good as is forever. Right. It's a pretty good indication, but you're okay. right. Things do change. Thank you for the call. Okay, thank you. Okay. You're on Cautious on the air. Can we help you? Yes, you're on the air. Yeah, I heard a lot of opinions about Ricola candies. Okay. Is Ricola candies kosher or not? Okay, Ricola candies has a hashkocha from Rabbi Schlesinger in Geneva. Now, Rabbi Schlesinger certifies almost all of the Ricola products. Some of the Ricola products are treif. I don't happen to remember by Balpeh, which ones are not kosher and which ones are kosher. But supposed to be a K on the product if it's uh, the kosher ones, which is almost every one. What you're, hearing, what you're hearing about kosher and non-kosher has a lot to do with the fact that there's a kashrus agency that, uh, you know, the, 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 actually a company that is buying a lot of stuff, importing it from Ricola, and putting a, have a special arrangement with Rabbi Schlesinger to do more inspection for them. So uh, there is some kind of thing that they're, about the claim that there is a, they have the ones with the Hashgacha, but it's not true that the others are not certified by him because it's the same plant. It's just that there, is a, there are some products that are not kosher there. What I recommend to all people to do, and this sort of cuts across everything, is that there are three major kashrus organizations in England. And you really should know about them. Kedasia, London Bethden, and Manchester Bethden. Those are the three big hashkachas in, 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 uh, in, in that area. Uh, again, Manchester Bethden, London Bethden, and uh, uh, Kedasia. 
And those three organizations, I always tell people to contact them, and they have lists of recommended products. Uh, some of them have ashkocha, some don't have ashkocha. And you want to find out, whatever you're looking at, is it on their recommended list? And that's a list that is constantly changing. I mean, literally constantly changing. We have announcements in the magazine about changes. About products. No, 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 no. The Bacola is made over there in Switzerland. And it's, and right. it's, and it's coming. And it, and the Europe is very small, whether you realize it or not. It's tiny. Everybody ties in all over Europe. Those three cautious organizations that I gave you, they could tell you about Germany, France, Italy, every uh, Switzerland. They could tell you about anything in Europe because they have to tie into all those Rabbanim, and they have a very good quality approach, which you'll, you will be very happy with. So get the information out of my book. The Kashrus magazine puts out every, every year a kosher supervision guide. We have uh, over 1,300, and I forgot the exact number myself, uh, let's say 324 organizations. And that's, we're updating it soon, by the way, for the next one, probably about 1,400. And we have all the information in there of how to contact them. Or you can do it on the Internet, Kadasia, London, Beth Din, or um, Manchester, Beth Din. Okay? Okay, because I'm calling because I did see an, a lot of high mission groceries at the supermarkets you, that they sell Ricola. Yeah. And it does not have a K on it. Right. So then again, that's why I say to you, Go to get that list, and you'll see if on that their list, or you contact them on the phone, internet, whatever you want to do, you'll be able to contact them, and they will tell you whether those products that you see in the store are recommended. And they and they know because that's their get that's their life. There are many many uh, the way people live in Europe is from lists. Even the products that are not certified, they're on lists. So certainly the things that are certified, not certified, they have lists of this, and they, and, and they work off that. So they're on top of this more than we are in this country because here we work totally with hashkacha. And also we don't have the kind of service that they have, and we, we don't know the European hashkachas as well as they do. Okay? Okay, thank Take you. Take good care. Okay. That's the last caller? Okay. Um, we just have another minute. Let me just see what we... Let me just tell everybody... Okay, we have a question, we have a question about chopstick. <laughs> so many times we answer this, but uh, a young lady just asked if chopstick what is kosher. Chopstick? Yes. What, what is wood? No, the, this... You know, oh, the, the, chopstick. The, the, the chopstick. Oh, chopstick. So we, our, our answer in, in general is that if you... It, we, don't, we don't recommend you put it on right before you drink something hot, before you eat. But if you put it on later, it shouldn't be an issue. Of course, if you want to be more machmir, just buy the plain ones that don't have the flavors. It shouldn't be a, it shouldn't be a major issue. I see there's another caller here. Okay, no more, no more time for callers. I just want to tell everybody that we're publishing the uh, Pesach issue this week in Mitzvah Hashem, and anybody who wants to sign up and get the Kashrus magazine subscription at a special J-Root price, I know some people contacted me in the last few weeks, call us at 718 336 8544, again, 718 or email us at kashrus, at com. If you want to get uh, Kashrus Magazine, you want to contact the OU, call 212 563 
or you can email Shiner, S-C-H-E-I-N-E-R, at OU.org. So that would be a way to reach them if you want to comment on this issue with the Jolly Rancher. Until next week, this is your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, wishing you a wonderful week.